Hey guys, welcome back to the Hookah Girls podcast. Maddie on the mic here today, and we have a special guest. Um, Emma, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi guys. My name's Emma. Super excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I'll give you guys a little bit more of a rundown um, on Emma and who she is and why she's on the show in a little bit. Um, but first, I wanted to start off by saying, We're starting a new series, which is so exciting. Um, It's called Hookah Health, and it's going to be a five-part series on um, all different kinds of health. So with that, we're going to have a bunch of different special guests on. Um, We're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about mental health um, and just kind of what that entails and um, the connection to that and social media. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, But then after that, we're going to talk about physical health, emotional health, um, social, and then spiritual health. So we have a lot of really awesome episodes in store for you guys. Um, So yeah, it should be good. We have some special guests and a lot of things planned out and in the works. I know that's annoying to say, but um, you know, I'm super pumped about it. So I thought I'd go ahead and throw it out there. Um, So before we jump into the podcast, I just wanted to say to follow us on Instagram at Hygge Girls Podcast. That's H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. Um, That's where you'll get all the updates for the new series. That's where we'll ask you guys for your input and your opinions. We'll have a couple of Q&As. So make sure to follow us on there. So now I think we're going to jump in and talk to Emma. So Emma is my childhood best friend. We've known each other since we were like one year old. Um, We've never lived in the same place, but we've always lived in the same state until we went away to college. So I go to school in Denver, like I've talked about, and Emma goes to school at the University of South Carolina in South Carolina, obviously. Far away. Too far. Very far away. (laughs) So she is a um, quick little plane ride away from me, which is so sad. It is sad. I thought that having her on the podcast would be really awesome just because I love chatting with her. It gives me an excuse to sit down and talk to her for an hour. Um, And also we're talking about social media, which is so hype because who doesn't love social media, but you also may not know what it's doing to you. So we're going to jump into that right after Emma gives you guys a quick little introduction. So tell us about yourself. Yeah, so like she said, my name's Emma. We've been friends for way, way long. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say way too long. Yeah, way too long. I'm done with her <laughs> at this point. No, we've been friends for so long. Like, I don't remember my life without her at this point. But we always, I mean, for most of our life, she lived in Charleston and I lived in Columbia. So it was like two hours away. So we were always like, oh, it, you know, it's so annoying that we have to drive to each other. But now, like, we took that with a grain of salt because she's so oh, far yeah. away. Um, but I did get to go visit her um, twice in Colorado over the past year, which I was so lucky to do. It was so much fun. But yeah, I'm just out here living my life in college, um, dancing some. Um, I'm a public health major, so studying health, and I'm really I'm loving my major. Um, this semester, I've gotten a lot more into my actual major classes, which just makes school so much better because you're learning stuff you're interested in. Um, so I'm just in a better mood all the time just because I'm enjoying, even though they're lecture classes, I just enjoy the lectures. So yeah, and just you're out, out of here. the dorms. What? You're out of the dorms now. Oh, yes. I have a beautiful <laughs> apartment as well, which is also a big bonus. It has so much sunlight, and me and my roommates appreciate it so much. We get to see a beautiful view of the sunset. And yeah, it's just, it definitely increases your mood, just having so much light and big windows and pretty sunsets and everything compared to my dorm where I like stared into a brick wall and it was just like not the move. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, her apartment is so bougie. Like we literally flip-flopped. So last year I lived in the dorms, but I had a huge window, like the entire back wall was a window Beautiful. and it looked over at the mountain range and (laughs) um, I had such pretty sunsets and this year I quite literally stared at a brick wall, um, which is awesome have windows so it has a window like my room is so weird it has a window but it's really far forward and it's kind of in between like where the wall cuts off so it's like we have like half a window okay which is kind of weird that Um, is weird and then there's a brick wall right there and it's just less than ideal. So art, it's okay. So artsy. We love a good <laughs> oh, brick yeah. wall. Yeah, because when I went and visited her dorm, I was like, oh my gosh, you can literally see the mountains from your dorm. I'm so jealous. And now I have like, that is true. We really did switch because now I'm yeah. the one with the views. But I will never have that great of a view again in my entire life. I'm convinced. <sighs> like not without paying for it. I was living the, I'm the only person I think who would rather live in their freshman year dorm than where they're currently living sophomore year. Uh, yeah, that actually might be the case. But you yeah. know. 
It's whatever. Okay. Well, yeah, that's just a little bit about Emma. Um, and do you want to go ahead and jump into the highs and lows? Yeah, ready okay, for Okay, sweet. You want to start? Sure. Um, so I had a few highs. So I honestly have been just like doing pretty good recently, So which is always a high, just like being in a good mood. Um, but my grades are looking pretty good this semester. So that is, of course, a high just because you spend Slight so much flex. time on school. Not, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, in the past, like I had chemistry the past two semesters and just some classes that were tougher for me. Um, and even though some of my classes this semester are like, quote unquote, hard, I'm just interested in them, like I was saying before. So I like don't have as much of a problem actually spending time on them. So that's good just to like have some positive reinforcement that everything I'm working on for school is actually going well. And then homecoming week is next week here. And I'm really excited for that because I'm my sorority's dance chair and there's a dance competition. So we get paired up with a frat and the other sororities also get paired up with a frat. And then we all come up with a dance and basically do a competition for homecoming week. And so it's been super fun getting ready for that. And I'm just ready for it to be here at this point because we put so much we put so much work into it. And yeah, I'm excited that it's, you know, finally upon us and hopefully we can, you know, win ideally. <laughs> so that'd be fun. Yeah. That's the goal. My high is that um, I started teacher training this week. So I oh. mentioned it before in the podcast. But yeah, did I not tell you that? I didn't know you started. I started Tuesday. Yeah. So oh. as of Tuesday, I've officially started um, Core Power Yoga Sculpt teacher training, which is a pretty intense program. Yeah, that sounds it's, super intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's five weeks and it's every Tuesday, Thursday from 630 to 1030. And I have to read a book for it. I have to journal for it. I have to go to X amount of yoga sculpt classes and other kinds of yoga classes. And I also have to um, observe a couple of yoga sculpt classes and take notes on it. And we have like a final project where we have to write a script and all that jazz. So it's definitely a lot. (laughs) Exactly. But the um, highlight of that is just that I'm only taking 14 credit hours this quarter just because that's the way my schedule worked out because it was either 20 or 14 and I did not want to do 20. So it's kind of nice because while my studies are still really hard and like the academics are still challenging me, I'm kind of counting this as like an extra class and devoting the amount of time to it that it deserves also, which is really nice. Um, My other high, because I have two, is that um, I'm finally through week seven, which was my hell week. We're on a quarter system here, and I had two midterms, a paper, and a project due this week, and I stacked my classes, so I only have class Tuesday, Thursday, and kind of on Wednesday, like I have a lab on Wednesday, and it was just... um, kind of annoying because everything was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but mm-hmm. we're over it. We're over the hump. We're good. Amazing. Now we're just waiting for finals. Um, I'm going to jump right into my low just because it's super annoying and I want to address it right off the back. That, <laughs> oh it. my gosh. <laughs> I'm still sick. I've been sick for two weeks, so I'm so sorry if you guys hear me sniffling, if you hear me coughing. I'm going to try to end out as much as I can, but it is going to be there. I'm here sitting on, um, sipping on hot tea. Well, I'm not sitting on hot tea. That would hurt. Ouch. Yes. (laughs) But but I am still sick. So I apologize for that, guys. I am doing my best. I really probably should not be like sitting here and recording an hour plus long episode, just like exerting myself in terms of my vocals. But you know, we're doing what we got to do. You're on that grind, you know? Oh yeah. Always. Everyone here is sick. I swear. It's just the time of year. This always happens. Well, and also like here in Denver, like we got three inches of snow last night and tomorrow it's supposed to be 70, which is just ridiculous. I'm like, no wonder (laughs) everyone's getting sick. Like the weather's like so bipolar. It's ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Okay. What's your low? My low. Um, I don't know. I've just, Things are going good, but I do have a lot on my plate. So I guess my low would just be feeling like sometimes I don't have time for everything I want to do. Like with my YouTube channel, I usually try to post every week and I ended up taking basically a full month break, which I've never done before, um, just as school was getting crazier and crazier. And I posted last week and that was like the first time I had posted in almost a month. And then I ended up posting yesterday, but I just edited a Colorado vlog actually from when I was in Colorado with Maddie. Um, And I didn't even have time to film something. So I'm doing good, but I do, or I am like very busy. So I think my low would just be some hobby things that I'm interested in, not really having the time to make for them right now. Um, And I love dancing, but I honestly dance so much that it's sometimes I'm like, okay, like, 
did I sign myself up for too much because I'm in charge of all of our dance, our music, our choreography, stuff like that. And I love it, but then I'm also in a dance club. So it's like, I just have a lot going on um, between school and that. Um, and sometimes I feel like I can't dedicate the time I want to to other things um, like YouTube. But yeah, I mean, nothing's going terribly wrong right now. So that's, that's always a plus. Um, it's just college is just busy, man. You know how it yeah. is. College is so busy, and so that's busy. the thing is you always think high school is busy, and then you get into college, and you're like, ah. Like, well, because you wrong. only have class. Like, let's say I only have two classes a day. You're like, oh, sweet, I have so much time, but things add up so quick. And, I mean, technically, you spend less time than you do in class in high school, obviously. Um, I'm, like, at my apartment more than I would be, like, at my house, per se, in high school. But you are constantly having to make sure you're not missing something and doing something. So I think just the routine of always being busy can kind of wear you down sometimes. So that would probably be no. my low. Exactly. No, I get that. Also, I forgot to mention Emma has a YouTube channel. She mentioned that in her low, but oh, I forgot yes. to say that. Yes, I'm, try- I'm trying not to be – I've been trying not to be <laughs> slack on it because I actually, like, I really just want to post videos that – like, I could sit down and make a video that I don't really care about. Like, a, oh, what's on my iPhone? You know, I could, like, throw together a video yeah, like yeah. that really fast, but it's like that's not actually the content I want to put out. So I just – I don't know. I just have to make the time for it when I can but also not stress myself over getting something up because in the end, like, I need to be, you know, yeah. unstressed and have sanity before I do that. But Exactly. And that's another reason why I wanted to have her on the podcast is because I kind of touched on this earlier, but we are just discussing the impacts of social media um, on your mental health, on your mental well-being, and kind of what it's been like um, growing up with social media, with um, it coming really into play when we were about in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that Emma would be a really great person to have on the show just because um, she's witnessed it firsthand with me. We're going to give you guys a little personal anecdotes later on in the podcast. I know, too um, many, right? But <laughs> we have too many like cute little funny stories for you guys coming up. But um, I just wanted to have her on because she's also on YouTube, and that's a form of social media that I'm not really a part of. I watch videos on YouTube, but I don't create my own. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would also give a little bit of a different side of it. So do you just want to jump right into the actual meat of the podcast? Let's do it. So we're going to start by talking about um, the I generation or Generation Z, um, which is the generation the generation that we're a part of. Wow, I cannot speak again. Every time I sit down to record a podcast, I can't speak. I'm like, this is the worst timing. <laughs> of course it is. That's me trying to record videos so bad sometimes. I yeah, have to do like, like I'm just I trying just to be like, it? hi, welcome to my channel. And then it takes me like eight takes. I'm like, come on. It's really not that hard. <laughs> oh my God. I remember when you were vlogging and you were like, wait, 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 we have to redo it. And I we was like, Emma, you've done it three times. Because you like mumble or you stutter or something. And then I'm like, can't, you know, can't show this to the world. <laughs> exactly. Here I, I feel, am just no, like I feel uploading you, all my thoughts though. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk about the I generation or Generation Z, um, which is our generation. So um, it's the generation that's kind of growing up in the, like, technology age, Mm -hmm. I guess is kind of a way of putting it. So for me, um, we've both witnessed a lot of changes in our lifetime, but I just remember um, two, like, things that really stood out to me were that um, when I was in fourth grade, I remember very vividly the year that I moved to Charleston. My mom had this huge, clunky, like, silver laptop. And I don't even remember if it was, like, she was. Mary was a queen. But (laughs) she had this huge, like, clunky silver laptop. And I don't remember if it was, like, a Dell or, like, what. But I would literally just sit on her laptop and play, like, Pop Tropica. Amazing, of course. (laughs) um, Like the little paint app, like those were my two things. I would get home from school and I would go on like Pop Tropica or the paint app. um, And like that was my form of like digital entertainment. And that's still a lot. Like that was when I was in fourth grade. So we were Mm -hmm. what, nine or 10? Yeah. So right around there. um, And then that was also the same year that a girl in my class got a cell phone. In fourth grade. Wow. Fourth grade. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, her parents are insane. And we were all like, what is it? And it was literally just a flip phone. But we were like, oh my gosh, this girl has a cell phone. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was kind of like 
I mean, that was obviously really early, but that was kind of the turning point for where I started to notice um, technology and the use of technology in my life. Definitely. I feel like we were the last generation of people to grow up with a childhood that like legitimately wasn't completely centered around technology. Because I remember I played so much outside with friends. And even if I was like making videos on my iPod or my iPhone, like it wasn't as stationary as it is now. Like I feel like everyone just sits in games now, but like you would use your iPod to like play music or like oh I'm gonna at least for me me and my friends would always like go outside and make horrible probably so embarrassing music videos um, <laughs> like on, on video star on video and, like, star with horrible <laughs> transitions and like you know flashing lights and all of that stuff but um I feel like it was just more pure back then even technology mm-hmm. use it wasn't like I never was sitting inside just staring at a screen and it's crazy because like what you were saying about a fourth grader getting a cell phone, like that wouldn't even be weird now. But I remember being so jealous of people who had flip phones, even in like, because I got my phone at the end of sixth grade, um, like the yeah, summer after too. sixth grade. So like even fifth grade, people would have flip phones and I'd be like, oh my gosh, mom, like Jessica has a flip phone. Like, that's so <laughs> cool. I want one so bad, but it was so like, I don't know. It was, it was yeah. definitely not near to the extent that it is now it's just normal for fourth graders to have iphone sevens and stuff like that yeah well and we really were on the cusp of it i feel like because like you said like um you used to make videos and i remember very vividly when vine came out and we'll talk a little bit more about social media like in a little bit yeah but i remember when vine came out like Emma and I would go on her trampoline in her backyard and take Vine videos of us, like, jumping around the trampoline (laughs) so it made it look like it was flying. Like, we didn't use it as, like, I don't know. We didn't use it as, like, a form of entertainment in the sense of, like, the technology itself. We were using it to, like, have fun. But Mm -hmm. even then, like, we didn't have it until really fourth fifth or sixth grade mm-hmm. so now you go to restaurants and you see two-year-olds on iphones or on ipads yeah like, well that's what parents you, use to get their kids to be quiet now they're like exactly oh, you know, little baby charlie just let me shove this you know tablet in your face so you'll be quiet <laughs> exactly and it's just it's i feel crazy. like it's really altering the way that they grow up um yeah. but kind of like i was saying um with the social media i have no idea when vine came out i'm assuming it was like 2012-ish. I don't know, honestly. Maybe. Had to but be around I, there. Yeah. I remember, this is Emma and I's probably first social media story. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, Twitter came out in 2006, for those of you guys who didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that either. I looked Me it up either. for this podcast. <laughs> not trying to, like, sound like I know everything or whatever. Um, but it came out in 2006, and I'd say probably around, like, 2009, 2010, when Emma and I both got iPod Touches. We got them the same year for Christmas. Or was it? I think it was for Christmas. It was funny. Yeah. Growing up, Emma and I would always get the same things for Christmas. Yes. Like, I remember we got an MP3 player, like, one of the ones that <gasps> you put, like, a chip in it. And it only played, like, Disney Channel songs. Yeah. And it was pink and had, like, a Mickey Mouse thing on it. We got it Those the same year so for iconic. Christmas. They really were. But okay, anyways, like, uh, we, why do I want one? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, they were good, but we always got the same thing for Christmas. So one year we got iPod touches and I think they were like first or second generation iPod touch, but we found this thing called Twitter and we had no idea what it was. And we legitimately <laughs> thought it was like a texting service. Like we well, cause you can't like, text on, you couldn't text on iPods at this point. You would have to use like kick or something. But no, this is literally like pre-kick. I think this was before like we really? learned about kick. I think Well yeah. we thought Twitter was like a messaging app, legitimately. Yeah. So you can go on, it's so funny. You can look. I think our um like profile pictures on our old Twitter accounts are like you with like the pink boa, like oh, in your backyard. Goodness. Like there's I know such exactly what you're baby, talking about too. <laughs> there's such like baby pictures of us, and they were our profile pictures, and it's literally like hey girl what's up and Emma's like hey like nothing much just got home from school and I'd be like no way like what'd you do at school today but this, and we're these like, are Twitter replies they're like, tweets we were, yeah, we're, we were tweeting, tweeting back and forth <laughs> like we did not understand the concept of Twitter and no. I feel like that's exactly like how social media kind of came to be is like everyone was like what the hell is this and then they started to figure it out and mm-hmm. granted like we were too young like our moms did not know we were on twitter we were just having a, a genuine conversation like hey what's up girl but we're like sitting this out to the internet like letting yeah. everyone and know it's what's still up. there oh, like you can still, still go on these twitter accounts and mm-hmm. because we don't know the passwords, so we nope. can't delete them but 
Yeah, so that kind of leads us um, <laughs> to our next thing was um, Instagram came out in 2010. It came out in October of 2010. That's crazy. And I think I got my first Instagram account when I was in sixth grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. I went over to my friend Mackenzie's house, and this guy was over, and he was like, guys, like, let me tell you about this new thing. It's called Instagram. And we were like, oh, my God, tell us. Like, what is it? And he showed us, and we didn't understand what it was. So we literally just took pictures and posted them with the most ridiculous captions (laughs) in the entire world. Like, there's a picture of me playing the flute. I did not know how to play the flute. And the (laughs) caption is, in quotes, playing flute. Like, what? It was just kind of ridiculous. You're so quirky back then. I was. I was a quirky gal. But... (laughs) Yeah, so that's when Instagram came out was 2010, and I probably hopped on that bandwagon like a year or so afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's and just I remember weird. all the hashtags. You would like I'd post a picture of just my food or something, and then you put like hashtag Instagram, hashtag Insta, hashtag cat. You know, you were trying to like, get so many likes because that's how you found pictures back then is through hashtags. So like under a picture, you would legitimately see, and I'm sure. Some people still use hashtags for the sake of, you know, like, getting out there. But now they're just, like, hashtag, you know, friends or something just to make a joke. But hashtags were, like, such a big thing to get likes back then that I would have, like, a paragraph of hashtags under my photo of, like, my hamburger trying to get those likes up. And it was literally, like, random things. Like, I remember three vivid hashtags. One of them, I had a friend at the time. His name was JJ. And I remember one of the hashtags was hashtag JJ. So that's why I remember it. There was hashtag JJ, hashtag Insta, hashtag follow me back, please. PLZ. Oh, so quirky again. Look at you. Oh, yes. (laughs) I was a very, very quirky gal. But, um, so, yeah. So it's kind of weird um, thinking about all of our old accounts. Emma and I actually used to have an account. Yes. Oh, goodness. So our account was called Hipster Perfection. Um, it was, <laughs> I'm just so embarrassed to have it now. This is the problem. It's is, still up, guys. Yeah, it's it still, still exists. We used to have like literally 2,000 followers. We thought we were super cool. And now it's um, dropped significantly because, you know, we're not on that content grind. But it had to be 2013, 2014. And we would try to make, like, hipster posts. So I know you guys probably remember, like, the Just Girly Things hashtags, or sometimes <laughs> we would, like, repost their stuff. But then the problem came is when we tried to create our own hipster posts, <laughs> and they're just so cringy. Like, it's us, like, they're holding so up bad, peace guys. signs or us, you know, just taking random pictures that back in the day, you know, putting super saturated edits on it and, like, sparkles and the white borders. Like, we were on top of that stuff, and we were trying to get on that Instagram grind, you know, really create a following with hipster perfection. And, you know, I, I can't say it was successful, but it's a funny thing to look back to. <laughs> well, I remember um, someone DM'd us one time, and they were like, um, follow for follow and we were like sure so we like followed them back and then like three weeks later she was like if you're not interested in your account anymore like I'll buy it from you $15 and I remember being like she's gonna pay me for this account and I we didn't sell it to her because we were like in seventh grade I can't say but I, I was, remember like, that it might have been after you like took a little break yeah because there was a point <laughs> where Emma was like I'm done with this and I was like why it's so fun like so trendy yeah she took it back over yeah, so it was only me for a little that, bit. Yeah, I'm pretty it's probably sure when you, you look up. It. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like when you look up hipster perfection now, it's just me too. Like it says it like Maddie hey, Bear is like the like, original hey, sparkly Maddie. Carolina girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. my god, it was a mess. I love we that were, for us. Yeah. Oh god, but it's just weird thinking about it because that was like the old Instagram, and there really has been a transition into the new Instagram. Because mm-hmm. for me, like I kind of saw it as like. So that was the first part of Instagram, and then it kind of transitioned into, like, the white borders. Do you remember that, where, like, people made their picture smaller? So that kind of went into, like, the, like, just girly things phase or whatever. Yes. And then it went back to, like, a normal Instagram, whatever. And then Finstas were created. Finstas. I feel like Finstas have kind of fizzled out a little bit. They were really popular, like, our, what, junior year of high school? Mm Mm-hmm. But people still have them, and they still use them. Definitely. Um, a Finsta is like a fake Instagram or a funny Instagram, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> um, 
And then, so now I feel like we're really just in a new age of Instagram with a bunch of influencers and brand ambassadors. And presets. And presets. People having Instagram as their job. Yeah. Well, and I feel like definitely Instagram is very themed now. Like, at least I know on my Instagram, I don't know, like I use the same preset on most of my pictures and it's kind of like a brown tone or something. Like, you, people are drawn to feeds now that have really good color coordination and it looks all nice and it's everything flows together like I know your Instagram is very like naturey and just because I mean you live in Colorado so everything's naturey um but I don't know like it's, yeah mine's just like vibrant and yours I feel like has like a like it's like a theme to it yeah well yeah I try to make it theme because that's what I like now I'm like oh like that's what looks aesthetic like that's what makes it flow all good and I don't know everyone I've like picked up on other people who do that and I'm like oh my gosh I honestly really like how their feeds look I like how it flows all together and so I've picked up on it obviously hopped on the bandwagon and it's honestly cool but you know I'm we'll probably look back in a year and be like why did I use presets that was so weird yeah no actually but I feel like presets are kind of here to stay for a little bit because I feel like the preset like itself can change but I feel like the idea of presets is going to be here for a little bit you oh know? me too and it it really does enhance stuff um especially I mean it enhances individual pictures but then also looking at just the when you go feed. yeah when you go to someone's feed and you can tell that they have like orange undertones and everything or blue undertones and anything it just you know it makes it look all nice and fancy it really does <laughs> Yeah, so it's just, like, kind of crazy how people can have um, their jobs as something on social media. So, like, an influencer or a vlogger or whatever. Like, we were talking about with the presets. I know that so many people actually sell presets and, like, use that towards... Like, it's kind of, like, part of their career is, like, that they're just... They're social media people, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, even on top of influencing, people are doing stuff with social media that... Um, really contributes to their finances, which is kind of crazy. I don't think that I could do that. Social media gives me, it stresses me out too much, you know? To like legitimately do it as a career. (laughs) To do it as a career. I mean, I do it like on the side. I run my aunt's boutique's Instagram page. And then obviously like I love my own brand and like I love creating a brand for myself through my aesthetic and like how my Instagram feed looks, but I don't think that I could do it, like, as a real job. Well, that's so much pressure to perform, you know, and get the right picture with the right lighting and the right outfit. Exactly. I mean, it's always fun, but it's fun without the pressure of needing it. Exactly, and that's the thing is I remember – I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but in one of my business classes last year, they said that once you start paying someone for something that they already like to do, they like to do it less. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So, I mean, obviously, like, have a career that you love and you enjoy doing, but don't make it, like, your hobby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you could. Uh, different strokes for different folks, but Well, you see me, so many, like, YouTubers getting burned out and stuff because they feel so much pressure. You know, they just started making YouTube videos. You know, some people blow up. They start getting money, and it's all fun and games until you're like, wait, this is my whole life now, and I have yeah. so much pressure to put out things that people are going to like and what are they going to think and and your brand deals do and stressful you're you're like worried about the numbers and all that kind of stuff I could not do it nope but I don't know that kind of leads us into our next topic so we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about social media and um how that contributes to anxiety so we gave you guys a little bit of a background on us um on our coming into social media and how we got to where we are I'd say both of us are like a normal amount of, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Involvement in social media. Yes, exactly. Like, we both are active on our social media accounts. I think we have around, like, 1,000, 2,000 followers, Mm -hmm. maybe. Um, I have 10 million, so, like, I don't know what you're talking about, really. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. Yeah, it's it's fine. (laughs) Rookie mistake. Yeah. (laughs) Next time I'll know. Sorry, I'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so we're both, like active on social media and we have visco we have instagram we snapchat emma's on youtube whatever but i feel like we don't let it consume our lives which is good Mm -hmm. um and i just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the anxiety behind social media because for me um 
I personally like feel a sense of anxiety sometimes with social media, like whether that be FOMO and I see things and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, FOMO's I wasn't invited so to that. <laughs> FOMO's the worst, especially on Snapchat. You see on people's Snapchat yeah. stories and you're like, ah, I wasn't invited to that. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Or like if you have something else going on and you're like, oh, I really want to be there. Like I, we have a date dash coming up on Halloween and I can't go to it because I have teacher training. And I can't miss my teacher training, and it's really important to me. Like, I want to be there, but I also want to be at the Halloween date dash, and I know I'm just going to get home from teacher training, and I'm going to see all the Snapchat stories of, like, the date dash, yeah, and I'm like, But I don't it's know. It's so, so hard whether- to not think about it because you're like, oh, wait, those are my friends. They're having fun. Like, obviously, you want to be there, um, mm-hmm. and that's something that definitely our generation has to deal with The other ones didn't. Um, because you constantly can just see what's going on. So even if, even like, I find myself sometimes, like, don't know a person that well. I'm like, oh, like, why didn't they invite me to that? And then I'm, like, not yeah. even, like, BFFs with them. But and it's you're like, like, we're not even that good of friends. But it's like, of course you would love to be, you know, of course you would love the invite. And I think we're definitely both social people. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we would love to get out and do things. Yeah. Well, and it's just kind of interesting because um, with, the new technology and the change in technology and Twitter coming out in 2006 and um, Instagram in 2010 and Snapchat, I think was 2011. Um, Like all within that time frame, social media became such an integral part of so many people's lives. Mm -hmm. And since then there's been a new um, diagnosable anxiety disorder added to the DSM five, which is the diagnostic and statistic manual of mental disorders. And I only know that because I've taken a couple psych classes, not to flex on you guys or anything, but (laughs) um, yeah, so they added this new disorder to the DSM and it's called the social media anxiety disorder. Um, And it was put in, I believe a year and a half ago or something like that. Um, But social media anxiety disorder is similar to social anxiety disorder. But according to the experts, almost 20% of people with social media um, cannot go more than three hours without checking them. And when they realized this, they started to evaluate. They did a couple of observations and experiments and just to try to figure this out. And it's become a diagnosable mental disorder. Like, it is a form of anxiety. That's crazy. It's insane because you think about it and you're like, if we have it, like our generation, the I generation has it, and we didn't have social media until we were... 10, 11, 12 years old, imagine the people who are going on iPads at age two, what they're going to be like when they, like, they're going to be messed up in the head. And it's weird that, um, like, it's literally an official manual of, like, you know, statistical manual of mental disorders, and it's some fancy thing that you expect to find, you know, not social media in, because it's like this, you know, this compact thing of all sorts of mental disorders and we often it's easy not to think of social media being a driving force of mental disorders but it definitely can be uh, and I think it definitely contributes to anxiety in a lot of ways because anxiety is obviously is around in so many different forms but then yeah especially with our generation you know social media does not help that Well, and it's kind of just ridiculous because, like you were saying, like, it's in the DSM, which is something that psychologists and psychiatrists use to diagnose people. Yeah, you can get diagnosed with that disorder. Exactly. Like, you can literally be diagnosed with social media anxiety disorder. And that's just, like, insane to me, like, in an awful way. And there's symptoms listed. I actually, I'm a nerd, and I have the DSM-5. Um, (laughs) I went through a period where I thought I was going to be a psych major and I just was really fascinated with all the different, um, mental disorders, like not in a way that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. But I just found it like very fascinating. Like I really enjoyed learning Learning about about people in certain ways or whatever. So I got this book off of Amazon. It was like 30 bucks or whatever. Um, but I was looking at it before this podcast and the social media anxiety disorder is in it. And some of the symptoms that they included um, are symptoms that I feel like a lot of us do, which was also very Mm eye-opening. So it's things like um, interrupting conversations to check your social media accounts. So, like, how many times have you been in the middle of a conversation with a friend and they just go on their phone and start checking either Snapchat or Instagram? Like, that happens to me on the daily. Yeah, and I mean, I definitely, like, do that with people. Or if if I'm, like, hanging out with people and there's almost, like, a lull in the conversation or, like, someone else is talking to someone else, I mean... I definitely am one of those people that, you know, if I'm just, you know, 
chilling. Mm-hmm. I'll just open up my phone, not well, even looking for anything, just and start scrolling. Exactly. It's kind of just like second nature at that point. Mm-hmm. Like you just start doing it. Um, so another symptom is neglecting work or school to be present on social media, which this I had to look a little bit into, like I had to dig into it a little bit more because I didn't know exactly what this meant. But um, this includes like staying up late and reducing your amount of sleep to be on social media, which I am 100% guilty of. I, I feel like a lot of people are like, I had this conversation with one of my best friends and my roommate last night, um, Maddie. She was talking to me and we were like, okay, good night. And we, our room is very open. So I was like, good night. And we both went to bed. And an hour later, we're sending each other DMs on Instagram. And I was like, we both are not asleep right now. And we said good night an hour ago. And yeah, so we're just literally you're like taking on your time. phone. Exactly. So that one was kind of one that I was like, oh, Kind of slaps dang. you in the face a little exactly. bit. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, I do that. Um, so another one is lying to people about how much time you spend on social media. Have you guys been on your phone, like, screen and seen how many how much screen time you have? Have you yes, done that, Emma? I have done that, sadly. It's so crazy. Yeah. You like almost are just in denial of it. I'm literally, I'm going to look up mine right now. I'm curious to see what it is. I want to see what yours is too. I don't remember how to get to it. Yeah, I honestly don't remember how to get to it either. Okay. I, let's see. This will be I've interesting. Spent three hours and 51 minutes on my phone today. Today? Like that's Today. It's- and it's 325 in the afternoon. Wow. I mean, that's and ridiculous. I know it, and I know I have too, but it's like you don't even realize how many times you just open it and let it sit there texting yeah. people or those, you know, you 10 minutes there, you're Snapchatting and 10 minutes there, you know. Well, and my thing is I had class today. I had class from eight to two straight. <laughs> what were you doing? So it's literally, it's literally like me in between classes. Well, granted there was a snowfall. So I was taking a ton of Snapchats and like putting on my Instagram story about yeah. the snow. And I was, I was like, laughing oh, so this morning that it was literally pouring snow. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a world you live in. <laughs> I think it's so funny that you say pouring snow. That's, like, not a term that anyone says here, and it's so funny because you said it. I think when I I don't remember which friend, but when you posted a vlog and you were here and you were like, guys, it's literally pouring snow. My friend was like, did you just say pouring snow? What do you say? (laughs) Like, it's just snowing. Like, it's snowing really hard. It's like, okay, well, snow is just frozen rain. It's pouring snow, just like how it could pour rain, okay? That's fair. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Um, Another symptom of social media anxiety disorder is experiencing withdrawal symptoms. So this is like if you delete Snapchat and you keep going on your phone and you're trying to see where Snapchat is, or if you don't have your phone, you feel a sense of anxiety, you feel like you're missing out on something. The one that was most, um, like relatable I guess to me was and this is really bad it doesn't even have to do with social media it just has to do with my phone um is perceiving that my phone is vibrating when it's not yeah so I honestly that doesn't really happen to me but some people I've like I know that happens too it doesn't happen to me anymore because I took a social media class um my first quarter my freshman year and we talked about it so I was very um, intentional about not being around my phone as much so that it wouldn't mm-hmm. happen, but it's called phantom f- vibration syndrome. And it's when you literally like, you'll Spooky. have your phone in your back pocket and it'll feel like your phone's vibrating and your phone's not even on it. Or sometimes it got to the point where I wouldn't even have my phone on me and I would feel like something was vibrating in my back pocket. That's, it's just wild because you just expect that it's happening because it does happen yeah. so much. Exactly. So, um, those are just kind of the symptoms of social media anxiety disorder and I think it's kind of scary because I think it's um like something around 60 to 70 I think it's like 67 percent um of people in the i generation have social media anxiety disorder yeah which is just shocking honestly I mean, it's though, not- like they make everything a diagnosis nowadays like you can be diagnosed with anything um and it's That's fair. and it's crazy I don't know. It's crazy that social media has gotten to the point where it's like, okay, now we can attach the word disorder to it. Um, and mm-hmm. I think with reason. And it's just crazy that it's it's progressed so much in our lifetime. Yeah. Like you said, everything's a diagnosable disorder, it feels like right now. But 20 years ago, if someone would have said that they felt a vibration in their back pocket when <laughs> nothing was there, 
imagine like people think they were insane yeah they were certified crazy you're possessed or something like go see a doctor (laughs) like actually so um according to a study done by the university of chicago it's been proven that social media is more addictive um than cigarettes which is kind of crazy that is crazy and the reason they said this is because it's harder to abstain from than cigarettes because it's just kind of second nature. You can do it anywhere, anytime, mm-hmm. whereas, like, cigarettes, like, you have to go outside to smoke. Like, you can't smoke in certain places. That's fair, Society's yeah. making it harder for you to smoke because there's a lot of non-smoking areas. Like, it's not like the 40s and 50s where everyone was smoking in bars and stuff, you know. Yeah. But social media... Like, even in class, you're doing it. When you're at the gym, you're doing it. Like Yeah, well, the only time that it's not accessible is either when you're sleeping or when maybe you have a class or something your teacher doesn't allow technology. Um, Exactly. But that's, like, the only time. people sneak it. Of course, yeah, people do sneak it. People put their phone underneath their leg and are on Instagram. In my classes. Like, wow, you really need it that bad? Yeah. No, like, my, I'm not um, even kidding. It's my addictive. professor the other day, she, um, there are all these people that, was, I usually sit in the front of classrooms, but there are all these people sitting in the back of the classrooms, and all of them are just on their laptops, type, type, typing, and she's like, she literally called them out at the end of class, and she was like, guys, I don't think you're taking notes on those laptops. I know what you're doing, because literally the whole class, they just sit there, and they, I mean, they might be working on their homework or emailing, texting, all that stuff, like, Odds are that they're not actually using their technology to pay attention for the class. Exactly. I mean, obviously, like, I'm guilty of that sometimes, too. Like, a lecture's getting kind of boring. Like, might go check some of my emails or might, you know, respond to some of my friends. Because, like, you can do that on a a MacBook. And she literally called us out. She was like... I know you guys are scrolling through, you know, scrolling through Twitter or something. Okay, well, that's another problem, though, is, like, on the Mac computers, whether it be MacBook Pro or Air or whatever, you can respond to your text. Yeah. And so it's, I'll be sitting evil. in class, and I literally have my, like, computer open, and I'll be writing a paper or whatever, and then a little notification pops up. And I'm like, oh. And I don't want to turn it off because then I'm like, what if I miss something? But then yeah. I'm like, wait, am I addicted to it because I don't want to turn it off? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of weird. You just have to – I think the biggest thing is awareness of it. And obviously, it's good to communicate. You know, phones are great. Like, you need to get around. You need to be able to talk to people. But everything just has to be controlled to a certain extent. And like I said before, I think it's all just being aware of, you know, how much you use it and how much it's really playing a role in your life. Because, I mean, personally for me, I love editing YouTube videos. I even love editing pictures, like messing with the colors and everything. And I don't think it's unhealthy that I like doing that. But I also don't like identify myself and you know how many likes I get and you know obviously I'm like dang like that picture didn't get as many likes I mean you know maybe it wasn't cute but it's like I'm not gonna be distraught because you know this video wasn't absolutely perfect or something because it really just is a hobby and I feel like there's a fine line between I mean kind of a blurry line but a fine line in between you know what becomes a hobby and what becomes kind of like a toxic personality trait Exactly. And Emma, you literally just segued so well oh, into amazing. our Oh, amazing. Didn't even thing. know. Good job, girl. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm, a, I'm a professional. Yeah. <laughs> you should be on the podcast more often, oh. honestly. Killing it. Bring me. Bring me along. <laughs> honestly, like, comment on Instagram, guys, if you, like, am on the podcast. Maybe we'll yeah, have to have her back. Yeah, if y'all hate me, just let me know. I can take it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, just be mean to, mean to her in the DM. She won't see yeah, them. roast me. Come at me. <laughs> No, so going into our next kind of section, um, we've kind of talked about social media, our upbringing on social media, just as a little recap. Um, We've talked about like social media anxiety disorder and all of that. And so now we're kind of going to talk about um, what do we do? Because social media is not going away anytime soon. Technology is not going away. Um, We're growing. We've been growing up with a constant change in technology and it's going to just continue to grow and change. And there's no escaping it. It is our form of communication, community, in some aspects, some regards. It allows us to keep in touch with people who um, are all the way across the country. I know that we, or across the world even. Yeah, like Emma. It's good. (laughs) That's the thing is like social media does have a lot of negative impacts, but also like I know what's going on in Emma's... Well, also, Emma and I call each other, like, a decent amount. We're, 
we joke we're turning into our moms. Our moms call each other every single day and talk on the phone for like an hour. And we were like, oh my gosh, we're turning into Mary and Tanya. Like, we're calling each other all the time. We do. We keep up. (laughs) Yeah. But on top of that, it's also nice to see pictures of her and like when she does her dance competition for her sorority, like I'm sure I'll see videos of it. And like social media is like a good thing in that regard because I get to keep up with her life. And like same thing with my friends. Um, Like my big for my sorority is studying abroad right now and I can see what she's doing in Spain and Mm -hmm. it does have a a lot of perks as well as like LinkedIn is like a social media networking site literally used to get internships and jobs that's a big deal now yeah it's a huge deal and so social media isn't going anywhere so we have to find ways to moderate it and um, just figure it out and so we all don't end up with social media anxiety disorder so Emma you want to give a tip a tip Yes, a yeah. tip on limiting. Um, I, I I mean, I guess that was a tip. I was gonna say limit your screen time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it's hard to play like devil's advocate because I am someone who uses technology a lot. Um, but I definitely think just when you use your phone, have just have intention behind what you're doing on it. Like, it's not bad to Snapchat. It's not bad to post pictures. But I guess one of my tips that I try to do, or at least I'm cautious of what I'm doing it, is, like, if I'm not responding to a text, if I'm not, like, editing a video or responding to something, like, I don't need to just be spending that free time that I have to scroll through, like, the same, you know, pictures I've seen and they're the same, you know, whatever that I've been looking at for the past... 15 minutes it's like one of those things you just have to be like okay like there's really no purpose to this right now I could be doing something and I don't know just maybe limit your screen time intentionally to things that are purposeful yeah and kind of going off that I also think it's important to not even not only evaluate what you're consuming but also what you're posting yeah definitely. so like does it have a meaning like is it an accurate representation of you like is it providing someone else with something because like for me um a couple weeks ago I realized that I was getting addicted to snapchat and it was really stressing me out so I decided to delete snapchat because I didn't want to get addicted to it I literally only deleted it for like three days but I was like having anxiety about about my streaks like that sounds awful but I was like I'm talking to people that I don't necessarily want to be talking to but I have to because I have these streaks going or whatever so I was like I'm just gonna delete snapchat it'll be fine literally the day after I deleted it I woke up and went downstairs and I got a care package in the mail from my mom and I brought the care package back upstairs and I took out my phone to take a picture of it to put on my snapchat private story and I had in my mind the caption of this picture thanks mayor like her mom that yeah. went through that's my mom yeah my mom's name is mary like that went through my mind when i got a care package yeah and i was like this is not okay well it's and so natural I, to just be like oh this is really cute let me share it yeah exactly and i was like i am so addicted to snapchat like i was gonna post something that literally has no value whatsoever and i mean it was it was cute it was cute <laughs> i shouldn't downplay my mom's care package it was very cute but like yeah but like that was for you my you don't need, to, didn't need to see it yeah. exactly exactly um and then after having snapchat deleted for a couple of days my intention was just to have it deleted like kind of permanently and then i realized that i needed it for group chats with girls in my sorority and just group chats in general and that kind of thing um so that kind of just leads me to Just have everything in moderation. Mm -hmm. And my mom has been driving this into my head since I was, like, five years old. I kid you not. Her little, like, saying is, like, everything in moderation. Like, and it's true because if you are always on social media, if you're always on the internet, if you're always looking at other people's stuff, you're subconsciously going to start comparing yourself to them because – You need to evaluate what you're consuming and social media is a highlight reel and you have to remember that because no one, actually I shouldn't say no one, you know, those people on Facebook who like post all about their life's problems and you're like, okay, I really don't want to know about your mom and their cat, but like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, There are all those people that's like, I had, you know, today I had a salad with cheese on it and you're like, cool, Karen, proud of you. (laughs) Yeah. I literally, I know so many people who will be like, I made tomato soup for dinner tonight. I picked the tomatoes out of my garden. They were just so beautiful. The (laughs) tomato soup is a beautiful red. I'm like, I don't, you don't need that. Um, But it's just so funny because people overshare on social media, but it's still the highlight reel. It's always the highlight reel. It is. And the the thing is, is that, like I said, you're subconsciously, subconsciously comparing yourself to others. 
So I realized this for the first time um, moving into college freshman year because um, my school's on a quarter system. So we started about a month later than everyone else. All my friends pretty much went to school in the South and which started yeah. beginning of August. <laughs> hey, <yo. laughs> um, and then I didn't go to school until I think it was like September 10th or 11th, which is pretty late. And there was about a one month lag. And then same thing for sorority recruitment. And I just found myself feeling anxious and comparing myself to those people and um, being like, oh, my gosh, like they're having so much fun in college and I'm still sitting at home or they're already in a sorority and I haven't even gone through recruitment yet. Like I was subconsciously comparing my life to them. And you also just have to remember when you're on social media, everyone has a different life clock. So like what people are saying and what people are putting out on social media like is not like you don't have to follow it is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. So like in the future when people are in relationships or people are getting married or like way far into the future when people are having babies, like there's an added pressure that you're putting on yourself Definitely. to be like, oh, well, like I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not getting married. I'm not having kids. Like, and granted, we're 19, 20 years old. Like, I'm not saying this for us right now. I'm just saying in general, well, like it down. does. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I'm having a baby and getting married or whatever. Okay, hey, girl. That's the <laughs> no, but um, just like. It is present in all stages of life, whether it be you're in middle school, you're in high school, you're in college, you're out of college, you have a family, like whatever, you're comparing yourself and you have to remember that everyone is on a different like time schedule. Everyone has a different life clock. Everyone's going through different things. They're living in different places and you just can't continue to do that. Life clock. That's cool. Have you not heard that before? I don't think so. Well, I think... I think I took that out of my psych textbook. Oh. Not gonna lie. Such a psych nerd. I love it. Oh, yeah. I I feel like right now I, like, see with my friends and my peers is there's a lot of relation... Or there's a lot of pressure to have a serious relationship right now because we're in college and, yeah, like, we're only sophomores right now, but then you think in two years we're gonna be almost graduating, which is so insanely scary. So... I find a lot of my friends, even myself, being like, oh, no, like, I haven't found, you know, the one person that's for me. I'm going to, you know, grow up and die alone. Like, people, yeah, people you're like, are literally I'm going to be a cat lady. Yeah, I mean, people at this point, um, even being 19 and 20, we have some pressure of, like, oh, my gosh, like, I should be – I shouldn't be alone right now. Like, I should have a relationship. I should be figuring it out. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and they were just like, I feel like everyone has someone right now, and I just don't. And college is a weird dynamic of being an adult and not being an adult. But, I mean, some people, or a lot of people, honestly, they, like, find their husbands and wives in college. Which is so crazy. Like, my parents met in college. Yeah, because we're – that's now. Like, that's now for us. So there's so much pressure. It's like when you're single to be like, oh, my goodness, you know, this is it. It's over. See you later. Exactly. You're like, okay, I'm going to go crawl into a hole now and um, be single for the rest of my life. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And there is like a lot of pressure because I feel like freshman year, it's like kind of a hookup culture in college. Like no one really has a serious relationship unless they're like coming in it from high school. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then sophomore, junior year is kind of where the transition happens and like Mm -hmm. everyone starts to have a boyfriend or girlfriend and you're like, am I doing something wrong? Like, yeah. And it's like social media is just swarmed with like all those crazy, probably made up National Boyfriend Day, National Girlfriend Day. You know, like you see all those <laughs> things like, that uh, probably are literally made up trends. And you're just like, like, should I post a picture of my dog for National Boyfriend Day? Like, yeah, and I mean, even <laughs> Halloween, like couples costumes, like Halloween's coming up, and it's just it's hard not to and be then like Christmas dang. and yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly. it's cuddle season right now. It's it's hard. To, it is cuddle season. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to sometimes be single and observe it from the outside and just accept that like it not it might not be your time to find someone and I don't know it's so much easier said than done it's so much easier said than done just because like like this whole thing's been about social media just throws it in your face that so many people have someone well and the other thing going off of that is like this is something I've talked to my mom about a lot like breakups are so different because of social media like when our parents were growing up like you broke up with someone you maybe saw them at school like whatever now like you break up with someone you like do you unfollow them on instagram and snapchat or do you keep them on there like if they have your location do you unshare your location like it's just a weird frame and then like 
if they text you and like you don't want them to be texting you, like you can't block them, but like do like it's just so interconnected. Well, and whereas, you can like look at pictures of them and like see what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, are they dating someone new mm-hmm. or like are they with someone and everything? You can just see everything about them, and it's kind of yeah. I have, it a, makes, I have a quick story. Yeah, yeah, tell me. One of my friends yesterday, she was, like, talking to this guy, and if things were going good, and they kind of started drifting apart, and she realized that he, like, didn't open her Snapchat all day, but she could, like, tell on the Snap map where you can, like, track where people are and if they're on Snapchat or not. She was like, I could tell that he was on Snapchat because I could see it on the Snap map, but he wasn't responding to my Snapchats, which means he was just looking at them yeah. and ignoring them, and it starts as just, like, whirlwind of, like, emotions and thought processes. She was like, what do you think it means? I was like, honestly... It could mean so many things, but truthfully, he maybe is just busy or I don't know. I mean, and boys are, boys are sometimes immature in boys that way. Boys are a different, different creature for yeah, sure. Yeah, but it was like even, she was like, she could tell that he was on his phone through Snapchat. And so that just created like anxiety for her. She was like, oh my gosh, like why is he ignoring me? Exactly. And that's the thing is like. Like I said, everything's so interconnected that it really does take a toll on your relationships you can't and escape even that your friendships. Ish. No, <laughs> you can't. And that's the thing is like, it's so funny. One of my roommates, like, um, we all have our each other's locations, mm-hmm. and she'll be like, okay, like she lives in Denver, and she'll be like, okay, I'm going home for the night, and then like I'll look on like all the locations or whatever to see like where my parents are because they were, like, traveling this past week or whatever. And I'll be like, oh, like, she didn't go home. Like, she went here or whatever. And it's just so weird that, like, everyone knows everything Mm -hmm. about you because if you have your snap map turned on or if someone has your location, like, you can never escape it. Like, people always know what you're doing. And granted, she wasn't like, I'm going home and, like, went somewhere else and was, like, lying to us. But, like, it's just weird because then I you was You could like, look oh, at where like, she was. Exactly. And I, I even thought I almost texted her and was like, it's so weird that I can see your location. Yeah. Like, without being, like, creepy. But, like, I wasn't even looking for her location. It just, like, popped up on my yeah. map. Me and my roommates all have our locations shared, too. And if I, like, get home and no one's home, I'm like, oh, where are they? Let me look. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, oh, but everything's know, just so interconnected. Lab or Victoria's here and Gina's here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can literally just... Know where they are at all times, which is it's a yeah. nice comfort, especially just with our unsafe world being like, hey, like, look at my location, like, make sure I get there. Like, th- there's definitely positives, but it is just a weird concept. Yeah, well, even, like, last night, like, um, my friend Chloe and I have class together, and um, we walk home, and our, it's a six to eight class or whatever, and it was snowing, it was pouring down snow, and the library is across campus, so it's, like, my sorority house, and then where our class was, and then the library, and so I walked home by myself, and she walked to the library by herself, and I just, like, looked on by my friends to, like, make sure she was at the library, and it makes me feel better, Yeah, and, like, it's little things like that where, like, it is nice to know, but also, like... People didn't have find my friends 10 years yeah. ago when they were fine. It's just everything is so interconnected. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, and the big argument, we don't need to get into this because we could do a whole episode on this of parents using stuff like that. Um, oh, my gosh. My parents a- have my location. Yeah. Still. Um, but, I mean, they can't do anything because you're across the country. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but sometimes fair. it's funny because my dad will send us screenshots of, like, our entire family. So yesterday my parents are in Portland right now. Oh, and, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, they're on a wine trip. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they bougie, got there yesterday. Whatever. I know. Love that for them. <laughs> but it was funny. My dad sent a screenshot in our family group chat, and it was like, they were in Portland, I'm in Denver, and then Davis is at home. So we're, like, all across the country. Yeah. And I feel like my parents are pretty good about it. Like, my dad doesn't, like, obsessively track me yeah. or whatever. But there, like, have been a couple instances where I'm like, this is unhealthy. Like, because my parents talk about it, like, in the 70s when they were growing up, 80s. Like, you would just go out and your parents would be, like, be home by 11. You were home by 11. They had no idea where you were that entire time. Yeah. And, like, somehow they all end up, okay? And this, like, this day and age, because we have the technology, people feel like they have to use it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, my mom tracks me all through high school. And I told her, because I live, like, 30 minutes from home, or I go to college 30 minutes from home. So I told her, I was like, listen, when I go to college, like, I really don't think it's good for you to be tracking me. One, because you're so close, and technically, if she wanted to drive here and do something about it, if she didn't like where I was, like, she could see exactly where I was. I was like... And also just, it's a part of growing up to just have that distance. And I was like, mom, I really Mm -hmm. don't think it's healthy for you to be able to just like watch where I am all the time. And I know it's just her caring about me being safe, but like that just like, 
I I, I got to turn way. off my yeah. location. She doesn't. She didn't track me after I went to college because I was like, that's just not like me being a growing adult. Like, that is not a healthy well, relationship. Then, then where's the cutoff? Like when I turn twenty one, do I stop sharing my yeah. location with my parents? I'm like, like, I'm when I'm be like 30, twenty four, you know? And yeah, she's I'm gonna like, be like twenty four, like going out with like friends, like to a bar downtown, and I'm gonna te- get a going to get a text from my dad, being like, "Why are you downtown at one o'clock on a Saturday morning?" You I'm twenty four, like, dad. Back up. Yeah, I'm like, dad, stop. <laughs> no, but actually, like, where's that cutoff? And I feel yeah. like that's um, I, social media and technology is just gonna keep changing, so we're gonna have to eventually deal with that kind of stuff, you know? Definitely. So I think that kind of wraps up um, what we were going to talk about a little bit today, um, just to kind of go over a couple of things. Um, in conclusion, like we said. In conclusion. In conclusion. <laughs> in the words of uh, my mother, everything in moderation. So you'll hear me say that in a lot of ways. I'll probably continue to say it on the podcast. Emma will probably say it if she's ever back on the podcast. If, you I'm know, assuming. If, if I'm invited. <laughs> yeah, please come back. Yeah, well, my mom always says, I meant to, like, mention that earlier, but my mom always says less is more, which is kind of goes along the same lines, which I really like. Um, even just, like, texting people, like, less is more. Um, that I guess that goes with just, like, dramatizing things on social media or whatever. Like, just less meaning just what you need to say, say it, and then you don't have to, you know, over, overdo anything. And I, exactly. It, it can be applied to so many things, but I've heard less is yeah. more so many times. <laughs> yeah. And that also, I forgot to mention this earlier too, but, um, also like, don't feel like you have to respond to people right away. And that kind of goes off of like what you were saying with like, send one text and be done with it. Like if someone texts you and it's 1130 and you're going to bed, you should not feel the need to, like, have to respond to them. Mm-hmm. Like, go to bed, wake up in the morning, have your cup of coffee, do whatever you need to do, and then be like, oh, hey, like, just got well, your text, Well, when you can whatever. actually take the time to text. I actually, example, um, someone texted me at about, like, 2.30 today and said something, and then I haven't – I finished up class, and now it's, like, three hours later, and <laughs> literally about 30 minutes ago while we were recording, I get a text from them. It popped up on my computer, and it was like, okay, like, them – basically being like oh I see that you didn't respond to me I'm like it's been three hours give me a break and that's the thing is like people are so used to like instant communication and instant gratification on stuff but like it's okay like if that's why I like going to yoga so much is because that's an hour of my day where my phone is in the locker room and I'm doing my own thing Mm -hmm. and with teacher training like that is four hours where my phone is in the locker room and I'm doing my own thing four hours okay dang that's kind of (laughs) long yeah (laughs) I like it though because then I like don't have to worry about it whereas like even in class yeah even in class like I won't have my phone on me but then I'll see a text pop up and I had a friend text me today and um they were like oh my gosh, like, I know you're in class. Like, why aren't you responding to me? And I was like, seriously? Yeah. Like, I'm in class. And they were like, no, like, I know you're on your computer. And we were in the same class. And so that's why I was like, seriously? Yeah. But I'm paying attention. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a studious girl. Yeah. But it's, it's just, just kind of... <clears throat> go, no, things just aren't going away at this point. And it's, there's so many positives and I'm glad that, honestly, I'm glad it exists. Like I do so much with it and I love making videos. I always have. And I'm, I'm glad it's there. It's just, um, it just really, interestingly enough, has had a huge impact on everyone. Yeah. And like you just said, like, it's not going anywhere. Social media, technology, like how dependent people are on, are on it. Like it's definitely not going to go anywhere, but um, you need to evolve with them and just, like, don't let them consume you, you know? Definitely. So last but not least, um, just to kind of wrap things up, um, the more aware you are of social media, the less control it has over you. And I think that that was kind of the purpose of doing this episode today. Like I said, we're kicking off this new series on health. And um, while this isn't directly like physical health or mental health what is you should eat or real, whatever. So real. Mental health is a very, very important mm-hmm. thing. And um, I think that like anything, the more aware you are of something, the less control it has over you. So the, if you know how much time you spend on your phone and you're like, okay, 
I'm not okay with that. I'm going to cut back. Mm -hmm. Or if you know, oh my gosh, these texts are popping up on my computer, turn your computer on do not disturb. Like I know Macs have do not disturb and that's something that I've started doing because then you'll be sitting in class and the text won't pop up anymore. Or just implement little things into your life that can change um, how dependent you are on social media and technology. And like I said, just like be more aware of it and hopefully it'll all play out the way it should. Yep. All you can do at this point. Exactly, because like, like we said, use it not to go its, anywhere. Yeah, you just use it to it, like use it to your advantage. But um, everything in moderation. Quote Mary. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so I think that's it for today. Oh Emma, thank you for being oh on the God. show. So extremely blessed and honored. Um, I would like to thank my mom and dad and um, all of my friends who have got me to this point. <laughs> 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 no, but actually, we were so excited. I, I keep saying we. I keep thinking, like, this is the thing, because we're Huga girls, but Lily's not here anymore, so I'm like, am I just Huga girl? You're Huga like, gal. <laughs> I'm Huga gal. I'm a Huga gal. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, but I'm so grateful that you decided to be on the show. I hope that um, all of you listeners out there liked the episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, like I me. said, we have... Yes, follow Emma <laughs> at Emma underscore Roof on Instagram. I will put her um, social media accounts in the show notes. Not that she needs the followers or that she's addicted to social media or anything. I say this so ironically. I'm like <laughs> tagging your social media and it's about a social media episode. And then I'm like, follow um, me. No, but for real, yeah. hey, support, support the YouTube. Um, oh, yeah. Support the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll put um, all of her stuff um, down below. So her Instagram is at Emma underscore Roof. And then if you just search Emma Roof on YouTube, you'll find her videos. So she has some pretty cool content. Yes, ma'am. And um, I'm a little biased. I'm featured in some of the videos. She but, is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so like I said, um, we are starting this new series. So we would love to hear feedback from you guys from this episode, from what you want to hear in the future. Um, so make sure to follow us on Instagram at Huga Girls Podcast. That's H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. DM us, um, comment, send us a little message, whatever let you want to do. Um, and then just let us know, like, what do you prefer? Do you want to do every week or every other week? So one of the reasons that we switched to every other week is because Lily was so busy. But now that Lily is no longer doing it, if you guys want to do every week, I can pull through for you guys. Just let me know um, what kind of episodes do you guys like. Do you like having a series and having a couple of episodes on a specific topic? Or do you like switching it up? Do you like having guests? Do you like when it's just me rambling about my life? Yeah, you want me to um, get out forever? Let me know. Yeah, <laughs> basically, do we want to kick him out? Just let me know. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, guys, thank you so much for listening. And um, I will talk to you guys next week. Next week will be a solo episode. And the following week, we have a very special guest. So thank you, guys. And I'll Bye. see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>